time to relax. <laughs> you know what that means. Uh, you know what, Pete, I haven't heard from you in a week and you should already know this intro by now. So I'm not going to say another word until I hear it. No, not, not right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Petey poo right now. <laughs> My Kevin bun. I don't, I don't think that's appropriate. I just want the number. <laughs> I mean, the I don't intro. Care if the fate of the world is on the line here. I want to hear it now. This is beyond embarrassing, but here we go. Turn around. Look at what you see in her face. The mirror of your dreams. Make believe I'm <laughs> everywhere. Give it in the light. Written on the pages is the answer to our never-ending story. All right, that's enough. <laughs> we have to do the whole song like they did on the show, but we could. But I will. Just know that we could. <laughs> uh, I am Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. <laughs> we got there eventually. This is the original Janksters podcast, uh, the show where this week we will be talking about a little movie called, hence that song, The Neverending Story. Bad Boys 2. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Nobody wishes Some that. Michael Bay's finest work, yeah. I've never even seen it. Or the first one. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of uh, Nostalgia Critic. <laughs> I've never realized how much he hates Michael Bay. <laughs> I knew it. I knew he talked <laughs> shit about him, but my God. Yep. Did he ever do the Bad Boys movies? I don't think so, but uh, I watched the <laughs> Pearl Harbor one. And the Pearl Harbor one, he just... I've never really heard him scream that much until I saw the... <laughs> The Lion King trailer, or the Lion King review he did. Oh, yeah. He he was very angry with that one. <laughs> I didn't even finish the whole thing, but I saw the first, like, ten minutes, and I don't think he spoke in a normal tone of voice once. <laughs> I think it was all, like, very high-pitched kind of screaming. Yeah, he's not very pleased with that one. <laughs> not so much. Apparently. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so, yeah, oh. we're talking about the never-ending yep. story. It's before just, we uh, before we get into the movie, but I want to get in there. <laughs> she gets to the the breaking Comic Con news. Yeah, uh, as this week was San Diego Comic Con uh, week, so there was all kind of new trailers and all kinds of shenanigans going on. Uh, they finally came out with the trailer for the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, uh, which I was very excited about, most especially because apparently Ben Affleck is back, which honestly I never thought would happen again in my life. Um. They had like a kind of a I don't even know if it was an actual falling out, like where there's an actual issue, but they definitely seemed to stop talking at some point several years ago. And it just kind of became kind of weird between the two of them, I guess. Like uh, Jennifer Garner, who Ben Affleck was married to, was not a big fan of Kevin Smith. She like really didn't like him. So when they were married, I guess she kind of put a kibosh on them hanging out very much. Wow. Uh, that just, just makes me hate kind Jennifer of Garner even more. Yeah. And I already Apparently, didn't like guess, her at all. I think it all started. There was this show they used to do, uh, like John Favreau used to do this show called Dinner for Five, and uh, he would have like four him and like four different people would be uh, sitting at like a table having dinner together, and they would just kind of talk about movies and that kind of thing. So he did one about the Daredevil movie uh, with Ben Affleck was on there, Kevin Smith was on there, 
Um, Jennifer Garner was on there. And this was like right after they had started going out, you know, during the whole Daredevil time. Yeah. And Kevin Smith was, you know, as he does, busting Ben Affleck's balls in a friendly kind of way. Um, and the Ben Affleck, you know, obviously had no problem dishing it back and having a good time about it. But apparently Jennifer Garner was not so thrilled about it and uh, took it as like a personal attack on her, her man and was not a big fan of him ever since. And they did a movie together, weirdly enough, uh, which was weird. Catch and release. And I guess she the whole time pretty much couldn't stand Kevin Smith. Um, so I think that started the, you know, things going downhill for the two of them. And I know in like recent years, like the only time it seemed like they, like they would kind of come up in the same sentence was Kevin Smith would give interviews or be doing, you know, his shows where he does Q and A's and all that stuff. And he would tell stories about Ben Affleck back in the day that seemed to just be getting Ben in more trouble. <laughs> huh. Like he I know he told a story uh, on stage at some point about like how during chasing Amy, there's the part where he kisses Jason Lee in the movie. And uh, Kevin Smith is just kind of telling this charming anecdote about how Ben Affleck said, you know, oh yeah, you know, kissing another man is the hardest thing a, a man could do on in film. And uh, like, you know, of course the public freaked out, like Ben Affleck's a homophobe, fuck Ben Affleck. And Kevin Smith's like, no, that's not what I meant at all. Like this is a cute story. <laughs> Jesus. But, so it seemed like anytime, you know, they would come up in the same sentence, it was Kevin Smith saying things that would get Ben Affleck in more trouble. So it kind of seemed like that put a, a further strain on a relationship for two guys who really hadn't seen each other in a long time. So honestly, I felt like they were just never going to be together again. But so long story short, he looks yeah. like he's in this movie. <laughs> looks like he is. Apparently he, uh, they, uh, Kevin Smith put up a story on like Friday, I want to say, like the day after the trailer, saying about how he finally reached out to Ben Affleck because Ben Affleck was doing some junket for uh, Triple Frontier, I think. And some some guy had asked him, like, uh, so have they reached out to you for reboot yet? And Ben Affleck said, no, but I'm available. And Kevin Smith's like, oh, that's probably just some nice thing you say at junkets. But everyone kept telling him, you know, you should reach out actually asked Ben Affleck. And so he did. And he, like Ben was like, yeah, you know, I'd love to see you again, old man. So oh. seems like they patch things up and That's are because now Ben Affleck that. is a great person. <laughs> it's a good human being. I'm definitely glad whether they ever work together again or not, whether he ever gets them on a podcast or anything. I'm just glad that they're friends again. Cause that makes me feel better about the world. <laughs> Cause it made me sad to know that they just wouldn't be able to talk anymore, that they were on like bad terms. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, that um, came out. And, we also got yep. to see Top Gun Maverick. That looks pretty <laughs> intense. No one I asked for it. I've never seen the first one. Neither so have I. I've, I've seen some I'm of it. Not market for this. Yeah, neither am I. It looks definitely very army, uh, mm -hmm. well, navy, military style yeah, movie. Yeah, Air Forcey. <laughs> well, navy. It's not even Air Forcey. Oh yeah, it's true. Yep. I guess so. Top Gun is, believe it or not, a navy movie and not the Air Force. <laughs> yeah. It's so counterintuitive, but it definitely looks less cheesy than the original. Oh, that's what they're missing is the cheese. They need to add more yeah. cheese. <laughs> and Val Kilmer better be in out. this movie. <laughs> we'll see. He better we'll be. We'll see. <laughs> Wasn't he the one that died in the first one? Or is that I, Anthony Edwards? I know I somebody even know. died. Didn't even know anybody died, <laughs> but probably. Maybe he, that's why he's not in this one. That could be. Although apparently Val Kilmer is in reboot. What's reboot? He plays uh, the James Hunt Bob reboot. Oh. He plays the uh, rebooted chronic, like the Kevin Smith uh, oh, character. Oh, weird. 
Yeah. Apparently, I also heard that th- apparently three different Batman are in this movie. <clears throat> huh. So we got Ben Affleck, Val Kilmer, and I don't know who the other one is. Oh. I mean, it'd be great if it was Michael Keaton, but I don't imagine it will be. Well, doubt, doubt <laughs> it's there's no be... chance it's not going to be Christian Bale. Yeah. It could be Kevin Conroy if they count animated. Oh, that's true. Probably not George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. I think he's a little too busy for this. Yeah. <clears throat> but you never know. I mean, it could be somebody like Peter Weller who did it once for, you know, like Dark Knight animated things. Maybe. But yeah, if you open up to animated, it could be like a shit ton of people. But yeah, there was that uh, that cat's trailer that you love so much. That looked amazing. <laughs> that really does look terrifying. And I, the CGI, I hope that's unfinished because it looked god off. I hope it is finished. I hope that that <laughs> movie gets pushed out so fast so everybody can see it and everybody can <laughs> fall in love with one of our favorite household pets, the cats. <laughs> if that is unfinished, like, why would you rush to put that out now? What part of Comic-Con audience was like, yep, they're the ones who want to see cats. <laughs> it's blowing my <laughs> mind musicals. that there's a few people out there because I got a couple people on my Facebook and uh, they, they shared the trailer. And that's how I found out about it first because when I saw the trailer that I posted, I think that's got over a million or something, however many million views. But when I first watched it, there was only 32,000 people on it. So it had to still be fresh. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be amazing. This this looks so good. I love the Broadway musical, blah, blah, blah. And I watched it, and I'm just like, what in the fuck am I watching? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> just truly incredible. <laughs> the way that they capture human noses on a cat's head. Or the fact that I get to see basically Rebel Wilson's actual human boobs through a cat suit. It's amazing. <laughs> It's incredible. I don't want to see her human boobs in regular life, let alone in a cat suit. Yeah, you get to see both Rebel Wilson's uh, human boobs and James Corden's human boobs in a cat suit. (laughs) It's incredible. Thank God. Finally. Uh, Yeah, that movie looks horrible. Um, And then It Chapter 2 also pooped out. Yeah. Uh, That looks pretty great. I'm very confused with everything that's going on, and that's intriguing to me. So I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. I like I like most of the cast. I'm some of them are unknowns, so it's hard to say. But definitely the ones that I do know, I like. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Bill Hader being that one kid growing up definitely makes a lot of sense. Yep, I'm Finn Wolfhard. I'm excited for all that. Um, yeah, I can't wait for that movie. And then finally, I guess the other biggest news came out yesterday when Marvel finally had their uh, their big MCU panel, uh, kind of where they started to unveil at least the main portions of Phase Four. Uh, it seems like they still have more still to come. Like I guess at the end of the panel, Kevin Feige said, "You know, oh, we didn't even have time to get to uh, you know Black Panther two and Guardians three and Captain Marvel two. Uh, <laughs> and he also says something about the, yeah we're when we are working on fantastic four uh it's like in development and probably some mutants at some point so it sounds like he, x-men are coming eventually but whether it'll make it into phase four i don't know um and overall they did release a lot of information about phase four a lot of which was better than i expected 
Um, <laughs> except for one crushing, crushing blow. I'm listening. Um, have Just you heard anything about this? No, because I saw you text me, and I was like, I, I was about to text you back, like, oh, tell me about it. And I was like, no, we'll just talk about it on the show. Yeah. So I want to hear <laughs> everything that, that you've learned. Okay. So I believe the first one that will be coming out is next year. We've got the long-awaited Black Widow uh, solo movie. <laughs> I see you shaking your head, but yeah, I, I don't no give a shit. This. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm definitely into this movie. Oh, good. David Harbour's in it. Wow. <laughs> Taskmaster's in it, who's a great villain, so oh, they got wow. me on that one. <laughs> this Taskmaster looks cool. They'll probably screw it up, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. They might do it all right. I think they'll do it. And they've got, apparently, uh, Florence Pugh playing uh, Yelena Belova, who's like the other Black Widow wannabe lady. And it seems like people are like, oh, she's going to be the new Black Widow. And it's like, well, she's a villain, so I'm guessing not. <laughs> Unless they somehow do Dark Avengers someday, then maybe she could be on there. But otherwise, she's pretty much a villain. So I don't see her taking the place of. And this is a Scarlett damn Johansson. prequel. So, like, where was she the rest of the years? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is supposed to take place. A lot of it takes place before she ever joined S.H.I.E.L.D. So we kind of get to see those you know, years again where she we've never really seen her during her, you know, working for Russia t- times. And it seems like some of it takes place also right after Civil War, uh, potentially. Neat. <laughs> I don't think they should do this. I mean, she, she's been killed it. off and I and that's what makes it sad. Now they're just bringing her back again, which is removing my sadness. So who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, but they're not bringing her back to life. They're just showing parts of her past that we never saw. So that doesn't take away the sadness. It just kind of rubs it in more that this character's gone. You'll never see more adventures of her in the modern times. Neat. She's like the word. <laughs> she's like right there with Hawkeye. At least Hawkeye has different kind of arrows. Black Widow just she does fighting. Yeah, but fighting's cool if you do it right. So are cool arrows that do crazy different things. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I will say it's very weird that they're actually I thought they were joking about this, but so far, at least there is no Avengers movie on the horizon. <laughs> so God. it doesn't seem like they're going to try to get everyone together for anything. Good. It's just kind of a bunch of solo movies. Um, so fall of next year, we get the first of the Disney Plus series is uh, it's going to be Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, I guess it is. They are still saying the Falcon in the title thing. So I guess he is still. Just the Falcon with Captain America's shield. Uh, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> as long as they don't try to call him Captain America. Because yeah. there's only one Captain America and it's Steve Rogers. Agreed. But the two of them, that's fine. I think it's just going to be like a six to eight episodes. Probably a one and done. Because I'm sure it costs a lot of money to get these people for these <laughs> things. Oh, yeah. So. Did you hear? But they did say that. Robert the, Downey uh, Jr. made $75 million from just Endgame. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he did the points where he basically like, however, depending on how good the movie is, you get more money. Yeah. So that was a good bet. <laughs> Just like back in the day, like I think uh, like Mark Hamill for the first Star Wars, he was like, uh, like instead of some of my salary, you can give me like points on the action figure line or something like that. And boy, did that work out for him. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, it was some smart thinking right there. 
Um, so we got that coming out next fall. That'll be the first one. They apparently they are saying that these uh, Disney Plus series will tie in a lot to the movies, um, a lot more than like the Daredevil ones that were on Netflix did. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Then uh, next next November we get the next movie after Black Widow, which this is the Eternals that they've been talking about. Um, I don't know. I don't think anyone in the world is excited about this. Um, the Eternals is kind of, it was a Jack Kirby creation. Like after, I think it was after he did the new gods for DC with like apocalypse and all that kind of stuff and dark side. Yeah. Like it's kind of Marvel's version of that where Jack Kirby came back to Marvel and decided to do a version of that, where there's like the Eternals who are like this immortal race of good guys and the deviants who are like an immortal race of bad guys and shit. Um, they all kind of suck. They look pretty stupid. <laughs> Great. So I'm not very excited about this. Like I always described it as a knockoff of the Inhumans, which in themselves are already a knockoff of the X-Men. <laughs> so it's like, well, you're way down the line there. Uh, they announced the cast. Um, Angelina Jolie is in there. Uh, Selma Hayek. <laughs> Kamel Nanjani. Uh, the guy from like the big sick and Stuber. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and I think that's about it. And then a bunch of people I've never heard of in my life. So it's like, wow, that's not really getting me to buy in. <laughs> Sometimes like if I just decide to star in a movie, like I would watch it. <laughs> yep. But would anyone else in the world watch it? That's the question. I only, <laughs> only, only I need to be interested. <laughs> this movie made 750. That's all it takes. I'm going to get the points. <laughs> Good thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh so then February 2021 we get Shang-Chi and the Legend of the 10 Rings. Nope, I'm already angry. <laughs> Yep, this uh, is just like their Bruce Lee of the Marvel Universe, just this Asian guy who does Kung Fu, essentially. I don't even think he has any kind of powers. Uh, his character's been around since, like, the 70s, um, but I'm not really very excited. The only good thing this movie has going for it is apparently it is going to finally have the real Mandarin. Uh, they've obviously set up the Ten Rings for many movies now and they had you know the mandarin in iron man 3 who wasn't the real mandarin and they had uh one shot on one of the dvds where that actor guy ben kingsley's uh tony slattery was in jail and like some guys were interviewing him and then like turns out they killed him and were like the real mandarin doesn't like when you make like when you uh take his image and that kind of shit so apparently they they set up back then that there was a real mandarin out there uh and they're finally going to pay that off in this movie by having the Shang-Chi fight the Mandarin, which kind of sucks. Cause like Iron Man's is like the Mandarin is like Iron Man's arch nemesis. So to not have Iron Man, it's kind of like, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's a slap to the wiener. It's like a missed opportunity. Well, it wasn't missed. They brought him. Well, they kind of brought him in for the one, one of the movies. So it's not like really missed, but it wasn't even the real one. <laughs> we didn't know that until the end. Yeah. Sad day. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not super excited about that. Again, it's some Chinese Canadian actor who I've never heard of. So, I don't know, not that excited. Um, next up, we got the Hulu Plus series WandaVision, which apparently is going to be about the Scarlet Witch and the Vision. 
and some kind of multiverse stuff is involved. I'm very excited about this, obviously. Yeah, you this, got problems. This, <laughs> apparently, this series leads directly into the next movie because Elizabeth Olsen will be in this next movie as well. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is just a terrible title. Jesus. Um, so apparently it'll be Doctor Strange <laughs> and the Scarlet Witch teaming up. And I guess there's some kind of multiverses involved. Um, the one good thing about this, I think you'll like it. I know you like the first Doctor Strange. And Scott Derrickson, obviously, he was the director of Sinister, stuff like that. Uh, he said that he, if you, he was like, if I'm coming back to do this, I want to do it as a full on like horror movie. Like I want to make this the first really scary Marvel movie. And that's what they're doing. Huh? Interesting. So apparently they're trying to do it as a horror movie, but I guess it will be PG 13 still, which kind of sucks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just going to be bad then. It's just going to be a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, other than the terrible title, I'm excited about that. Cause I get more Elizabeth Olsen in my life. Um, <laughs> that's what Google's for. <laughs> Next, we got the Loki uh, Disney Plus series, which is kind of going to follow up with Loki, the one who teleported away in Endgame um, with the Space Stone. So we'll get to find out what that's all about. Um, so that'll be somewhat interesting, I guess. Somewhat, because that's like a, that's like an older Loki when he was still a douchebag before he'd kind of be you know, come around to be a good guy again. Um, We also have the younger Loki. (laughs) Then there's the, what if Disney plus series will be coming out, which is just like an animated thing where they kind of show, you know, like, what if this happened? What if this, like I heard one of them, I'm already not looking forward to this. Apparently one of them is basically like, what if Peggy Carter became captain America instead of Steve Rogers? It's like, Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) Not watching that one. But it's like the Twilight Zone. You can just skip around and watch ones you like. Yeah. I just wish they'd stop doing dumb shit. Me too. Uh, next up, the next Disney Plus series, as as we talked about before, is the Hawkeye series. Uh, where Hawkeye's training Kate Bishop to be the new Hawkeye. And apparently, I guess they are going to have some flashbacks to his time as Ronan throughout the series. So we get to see a little bit more of that, which that'll be cool. They're just really just pushing this down everybody's throats <laughs> with this Disney Plus shit. Yeah, they really are. They're trying to make all the money they can for that thing. They've already had enough. They've got enough money. Well, here's where shit goes off the rails, unfortunately. Uh, they announced earlier in the week that Taika Waititi was coming back for Thor 4, doing another Thor movie. I, I loved his work with Ragnarok, so I was like, oh man, I can't wait for this. Turns out I was wrong. <laughs> this is definitely the one movie of this phase I will be skipping. Uh, this movie is called Thor, Love and Thunder. Apparently, Natalie Portman will be back as female Thor. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm out. Fucking not seeing that shit. Damn. Yep, they ruined it. They fucking ruined it. Oh, it seems like Chris Chris Hemsworth will just kind of be in there as like a side role where he's just like watching Netflix and shit. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why would you do this? What a shame. Yeah. They, this movie is going to tank so hard now. That's the problem. It won't. 
It's oh, just the man, stupid people in the world just continue watching it. I guarantee you Captain Marvel will probably tank. The only reason why anybody yeah. saw that was to get to the end credits that didn't mean anything anyways. Yep. That was the only reason people saw it. I'm going to skip that one, too, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to skip all of them. Actually, all of them. <laughs> and I'll just watch Neverending Story in their places. <laughs> so every time a new movie comes out, it's like, well, I guess I guess oh, time to watch Neverending Never Story. Story. Time. <laughs> If only people could follow their dreams by making this movie not happen. Call my name. (laughs) I'm very upset about that. Um, Yeah, they kind of they've ruined the Thor franchise now. (laughs) Just when it was getting back on its feet. And then it got worse. And then it got amazing. And now it's going to take a giant shit on my chest. Giant doo doo pie. But at least we didn't get any news of an Ironheart movie, so that's good. Thank God. That is. Um, (laughs) um, Then they also, apparently just at the very end, they were like, oh, we've got one more, you know, something. And like, here's Mahershala Ali. So he comes out on stage and uh, they apparently had been giving out these Black Widow hats the whole time. Uh, And they were like, oh, hey, Mahershala, I heard you got a hat, too. And he puts on a hat. Just says Blade. Mm. <laughs> so no one knows when it's coming out or you know anything like that but apparently he will be playing blade in uh, a new mcu version of blade the vampire hunter yeah 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 i saw a sneak peek of that on facebook yeah i, I mean i do that. yeah i like that i like that guy a lot um if you're not gonna get wesley snipes he's definitely the best choice although i definitely would have got wesley snipes because <laughs> he's still around might as well but yeah, he's certainly he, he I think he's definitely capable of this. Yeah. The only <clears throat> thing is Oh, god. No, I'm excited. The only thing is if they have to do it PG-13 to be part of the MCU, that's going to suck. You really can't do Blade less than an R. That's true. That, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. I want them to bring in Ghost Rider too. Redo that. Oh, well, they're doing, I think they're doing a Hulu series about the stupid Ghost Rider with the lowrider car from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Get the real Ghost Rider. Get Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I like Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider. That movie was fucking bonkers. That movie was terrible, but it wasn't Nicolas Cage's fault, per se. No. <laughs> He at least brings something to it. The acting from everybody else is what sucked that movie dry. Yeah. Yeah. Bad times. Man, I might just like, so, as soon as this is done, I'm probably going to watch some Ghost Rider tonight. <laughs> nice. Did you ever see the second one? Mm-hmm. How was that one? I don't I even saw that one. He pees fire <laughs> out of his wiener. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. I think that was in the trailer. <laughs> mm-hmm. He, he must have gone to Tijuana. <laughs> yeah i mean uh, i'm excited yeah, that's, for that one. that's the excitement that is marvel phase four it could have been worse but thor fucked it up for uh, the whole class <laughs> well somebody had to somebody had to screw the pooch i'll probably like <laughs> yep. as soon as i'm done with this i'll probably end up just perusing through the comments on that uh on the video of all that all the announcements yeah, I I don't think anyone's actually allowed to like live stream it, so you probably just see a lot of reaction videos and people breaking down the news later on. 
But uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't imagine it's going to go over well. Sure don't. I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea because I remember like when I was hanging out a lot with uh, like the ham and like, well, mainly just the ham. He's like, man, I, I can't wait. I hope they I hope they do female Thor. Like, why? Why? Why would you why would you want that? <laughs> What's wrong with him? He's like, and he's like, man, I mean, it, it's so easy too. you could just make Natalie Portman female Thor. I was like, why? <laughs> why did, did he have any kind of reasoning? Why did he want this? Because female Thor exists in the Marvel universe in the comics. God. Yeah, there's a lot of shit in the universe that sucks. <laughs> the point of the movies is to take what's good and do that. Not take the worst ideas. That's what the X-Men movies do. <laughs> <laughs> but Toad was in the first one, and Toad is the shit. <laughs> was he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anyway, that's our Comic-Con recap. Let's get into the magical realm that is the never-ending story. Of Fantasia. <laughs> All right. Scale one to ten. Where are you at on this? Uh, I mean, I'm sure I would have liked it more when I was a kid, but it's solid enough. I guess I'd give it like a seven. Yeah. 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 I definitely didn't have problems with it. I mean, it's not the strongest narrative, I would say. (laughs) Um, It is like a weirdly, oddly, strangely like a b-rated 80s movie yeah except honestly i thought it looked much better than movies would today Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they would overdo it with the cgi and nothing would look good or realistic and there'd just be too much going on in every frame whereas like fantasy realms in the 80s just kind of kept it just enough to look cool yep Yep, yep, yep. No, like when there's just magical, like every single speck of the frame is filled with something that's not there. It's just too much. Yeah, it overdoes it. Um, I will say that I give this movie probably a nine for me. I mean, I think I it's that. nostalgic because I did mm-hmm. watch this when I was a kid and just watching it now just brings that nostalgia back. But I think overall, I'm not saying it's a great movie, but for me. It's definitely my style of movie. I love fantasy. Um, yep, I love true. this movie. I like the idea behind it. I like the plot of it. Uh, I don't know if it was executed extremely well, but I still enjoy this movie all the way through. Uh, it's super, super 80s. Uh, there's parts of it that remind me of Flight of the Navigator, where they're just like zooming past all the landscapes and stuff like that. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I really, really that. enjoy that as well. I don't know why, but I just remember Flight of the Navigator doing that a lot, and I was just like, this is so cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, overall, easily a nine. I love this movie so hard. Yeah, I can see that. If I, I don't know why I never saw this when I was a kid. I really, I don't. I probably should have. <laughs> yeah. It definitely would have been in my wheelhouse, and it's not like, it, like I said last week, I don't think it was something I couldn't watch. It wasn't like anything bad, so I probably should have seen this. It's definitely in that same realm as like kind of Labyrinth or Return to Oz. Uh, very kind of Jim Henson-y type creatures and mm-hmm. kind of a, you know, 80s fantasy realm, I would say. What's weird as <clears throat> as the movies went on, um, like the two and then three, Falcor becomes less Falcor. 
<laughs> really? I think like the third one, they don't even show his whole body. He's only like a half a body and he's not even that big. And from what I remember, and I could be wrong, but from what I remember, it was like if Falcor was just a dog and it was about the size and the same manipulations and mannerisms as Alf. <laughs> Oh, nice. No, not nice. <laughs> yeah, Val, of course, a giant luck dragon. They turned him into Alf. <laughs> if it was just Alf, I would like it, but not if you're trying to turn Falcor into Alf. Yeah. If it was just a movie about a kid and Alf in a magical realm, sign me up. Well, this movie starts off with one of the most magical and mystical credits, opening credits ever. <laughs> um, it's just, it reminds me very much of like Flash Gordon of all the mm-hmm. clouds and colors and whatnot. But then it plays the never ending story theme song. Yes. Which is an amazing, amazing song that even though I'd never seen this movie till now, I've known that song. It seems like my whole life and God damn, is it good? <laughs> it's so good. The opening credits are so good. It just sets you up as you being in this fantasy world and in, in a way, and it's just like, wow, this is so beautiful. But then unfortunately it does. Do you know cut. who sings this, the theme song? Yeah. Some guy named La, La something. I don't know. Lamal. Yeah. Lamal. Do you know what eighties band he was the lead singer of? I don't know. Probably fucking <laughs> fl- flack seagulls or something. Oh, uh, you're not too far off. It was Kajagoogoo. <laughs> the old Kajagoogoo. I watched the bands reunited on them recently. <laughs> they apparently were like they thought people were thinking of them as too much of a teeny bopper group and they kind of blamed it on Lamal. So they're like, fuck you, Lamal, get out. And then they decided to go on without him and never did anything again. <laughs> like nobody wanted to listen to them anymore. So should have just left them all in there. <laughs> should have left Lamal and the Kajagoogoos. <laughs> Anyways, so then we uh, we we kind of pan now into this young kid named Bastion. Who, oh boy. Has the most magical thing of all, which Disney movies have already proved. You can't have a magical adventure unless your mom's dead. (laughs) Very true. Yeah, so he comes down for breakfast where his dad and him have a conversation. Probably one of the greatest parts and one of the greatest scenes, (laughs) not only in the movie, but of all time, happened right here. So the father (laughs) is saying, I got a call from your teacher the other day. Uh, Sounds like, uh, I guess you were drawing horses. He says unicorns dad they were unicorns and his dad then (laughs) says what (laughs) he's so ashamed of his son that i would be too oh my god (laughs) he should have been more ashamed of his mustache (laughs) that's like something out of the 40s the conversation between the two of them is just amazing but the unicorns thing is just incredible but basically what they end up getting at is uh his dad wants him to stay grounded he not like grounded as he was punished but like grounded out of the clouds keep his head you know out of the clouds and more you know facing your problems facing real life and doing stuff like that instead of always drifting off into i don't know the your imagination, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Quit fantasizing. Get a job. <laughs> I'm sick of paying your bills, Bastion. <laughs> I'm 11. Fuck you. Get a job. Um, but yeah. So then we um, we see Bastion <laughs> also have one of the weirdest. Uh, before I leave this kitchen scene, Dad's like, all right, you should probably get to school. You shouldn't be late again. And then Bastion <laughs> turns around and says, like, oh, I wasn't, I, I wasn't, I wasn't late yesterday. 
that was pretty great. I don't know what it is, but the, I, I don't know what this acting is, but it's more realistic than anything else I've ever seen in my life. Um, that is a realistic excuse. It is. Hey, I wasn't late that one hey, time I, this whole I year. Wasn't, I wasn't. I wasn't late yesterday. Get out of here, Bastion, before I take my belt off again. So then Bastion... He's like, this was a good talk. We should have more of these. <laughs> oh, this kitchen seems amazing. So Bastion starts uh, starts walking his way to school, which apparently is through uh, downtown Detroit, or Detroit. I don't know where he's going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's in, like, the in, like downtown where a couple of three kids uh, start, like, chasing after him, wanting his money. This is This part's also a little intense because these kids are like like it's not like i don't know maybe i i don't know i can't i can't figure it out but the scene just wraps up as like these kids should have been like 19 year olds asking for drug money the way that they were <laughs> holding bastion and restraining him and say, where's, your, where's your money bastion where's your kid money weird kid where's your money where's your money denny uh so um it's a really strange scene, but he doesn't have any money, so they just throw him in the I mean, garbage can. They're not can. as intense as, like, Stephen King bullies, where they actually have, like, knives and are trying to carve initials into him or anything like that. That's true. They just kind of throw him in a garbage can. Give him the old, uh, you know, what Morris Day has Jerome do to ladies that are getting out of line. <laughs> oh. Right in the dumpster. So he goes into the dumpster, and then he gets out of the dumpster where the kids are waiting for him again. He books it down the street. Kids start to chase him. He runs into a bookstore and loses the three where he runs now into the bookstore owner of some sort. The bookstore owner basically tells him that you need to get out of here. You're, you kids don't even know anything about books. Just just leave. And the kid's like, well, no, I, I do like books. He's like, yeah, yeah, but they don't go beep, boop, boop. These ones don't go beep, boop, beep, bop, boops. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, That's a great line. <laughs> so then basically, uh, Bastion's like, no, 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 seriously, I love reading books. I have 167 of them at home. And he says, yeah, comic books. He's like, no, I've got Last of the Mohicans and Lord of the Rings and 20,000 Leagues on it. And he starts rattling <laughs> Kama off. Sutra. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, but your books... Your books are safe. <laughs> so he explains basically that the book that the bookshop owner is reading is an unsafe book, and it just so happens to be the book called The Neverending Story. Well, what basically he gets at is his book actually brings you into the story instead of you becoming something a part of the story. Like he compares it so to you're just reading it. Yeah. Like, oh, do you become you Captain it. Nemo? Like, yeah, of course. Well, what happens when you uh, can't escape from a submarine or a boat or whatever? And the kid's like, well, I, it's just a book. And that's my point. <laughs> Safe. So, grumble, 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 grumble. So the bookshop <laughs> owner hears the phone ring. He leaves the book. Bastion grabs <laughs> yeah, the book. Like this. Now, whatever you do, you'll never read this book. Sorry, I have to go answer this phone. <laughs> I'm going to leave now, and I trust you will not take this book. No, no, no. My favorite is he <laughs> takes the book and places it underneath some newspaper. <laughs> Don't look at this book. I've got dirties in it. So Bastion uh, t- takes the book, leaves a note saying, I'll bring your book back or whatever, after he's done reading or whatever. So Bastion then... Never find out if he does or not. <laughs> For That's all we know, true. He just, no, he's... just fuck you, old man. <laughs> I've got a dragon now. <laughs> he just rides, he just rides Falcor into the night. Um, so yeah, basically what then happens is he makes his way to school where he is indeed late again, of course. And, uh, 
he goes up to this weird like attic place to where he starts reading the book. And this is basically Which is a weird choice. Like if you're gonna go to school, you either go to class or you go home and try or go find somewhere else to read this book. Not go to school and then read the book in some nook of the school. Like What's the point of that? I watched this. <laughs> I had to watch some weird, like a bridge version because I was running out of time. And um, I watched the whole thing. And for some reason, this abridged version had a deleted scene of some Ooh. weird German uh, janitor barging into the room. Was this version? Was this in yours? I don't think so. I've, I've seen this movie a, a, countless times. I couldn't even tell you how many times. I've never seen this scene once, but... There's a scene in this where uh, Bastion, it's shortly after he starts reading the book, which is really weird. That's out of place. But like hmm. the, the uh, Bastion hears somebody walking up the stairs. So he books it around the shelf or wall or whatever. And the German guy comes in and drops all the stuff. He's like, Schnell! No, no. He starts yelling in German and then he <laughs> just kicks all the stuff around and then he leaves. And Bastion's like, oh, phew, he didn't catch me kind of thing. I was like, what the fuck scene? Where did this come from? I was so happy I got to see more of the original never-ending story I've never seen before. So I might actually have nice. to get this movie on Blu-ray just to see if there's other deleted scenes that I've missed. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, Maybe some key elements of the story. More scenes with the dad. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he starts reading the book, and we basically start off with Night Hob, some weird Indian guy who's got really terrible ADR, uh, we have a snail that's a racing snail and a stupid lazy bat. They're all just kind of chilling there watching this yeah. huge giant stone tire slowly slash quickly start making their way towards them, where we're also now introduced to what is called a rock biter. So this is all most of these guys are all either in makeup or in some kind of uh, puppeteering stuff. The, everything looks mm -hmm. incredible. It's all practical. Uh, effects yeah, in did. this for the most part in here even though some of these like puppets or costumes or whatnot might look cheesy it doesn't look bad because it looks real why does it look real yep. because it's really there it's something <laughs> tangible it's something that they can actually react to without having to use their imagination the snail yeah the weird indian guy petting the snail he's petting this giant snail it's awesome to see all this yeah it's a it actually casts like real shadows People's hands actually are touching something at least. Yes. So it's not just complete like, oh, you can tell that's not there at all. I would rather, much rather have giant puppets rather than just completely CGI. Oh, totally. I, I completely agree. That's why the original Jurassic Park is just so incredible because yeah. a lot of that is practical effects. But anyways, uh, we get to meet these five characters, basically. Rockbiter looks amazing. <laughs> uh, he just looks incredible. He's just this giant rock mountain. Uh, he's huge mungus. Um, but basically he's coming 80s kids movies were obsessed with people in rocks apparently i know it's so good <laughs> even the games back then i mean this movie wouldn't technically be a movie kevin if it didn't have a golem oh it's true golem. <laughs> it's the never-ending story not the never-ending game yeah uh touche but uh so uh the rock biter starts explaining that where he just came from uh he is experienced basically the nothing he used to be by this huge giant lake and they're like oh okay well you know blah 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 they you know they're asking questions he's like well then the then the lake was gone one day it just was gone like oh did it dry up and he's like, no 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 there was nothing he's like oh like a giant hole like no a hole is something <laughs> but there was nothing so then the nothing started growing 
And he's basically, uh, they, all five of them basically come up with the idea to go see if they can go to the ivory tower to meet up with the Empress to see what she might know. Yeah. So they make their I way feel like over this there. entire scene is just there for exposition. It is. Because, yeah, they basically just kill everyone off in like two seconds. No, <laughs> not entirely. I mean. Except for the rock biter. Yeah, he, he sticks back. around. Yeah, I mean, they do kill these characters, but at least we know of these characters. So when we do see the Rockbiter again later, and he's just like, these used to be big, strong hands. You just, he's talking about, obviously, the characters, his little friends that he made. And if they didn't have that scene in the beginning, it's like, well, what the fuck are you talking Who gives a shit? <laughs> but because we know of those characters, even though they weren't somebody that we, you know, grew attached to, like Atreyu, it was like something that's like, oh, we can at least, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, at least feel something. I'm not saying yeah. get super sad, but just like, oh, okay. At least I was, you know, a part of that. At least, in the <laughs> at least they had a scene. Yeah. So anyway, so they make their way to the ivory tower where they are met up with uh, some kind of concierge of this empress, basically explaining that uh, whatever this nothing is is also killing the empress, and they uh, everybody. It seems like at the head of every little like tribe or whatever is here from Fantasia on the ivory tower, trying to figure out what's going on. And this is also really cool because you get to see all these crazy characters mm -hmm. slash costumes and puppets. And like, there's a dude with a giant elephant head. There's these weird <laughs> rock dudes that are there. There's just so many different costumes and puppets and makeup. Oh, the, I wish the so rock cool. buyer just showed up and ate the rock guys. <laughs> <laughs> Limestone. <laughs> this is my oh, life. <laughs> Not anymore. Hmm. <laughs> now you're poop. <laughs> <laughs> now you're my kidney stone. Uh, so uh, we got uh, we got the concierge basically saying that whatever's this nothing is is slowly killing the empress. What we need is a true yeah, warrior. Yeah, like the empress can can stop the nothing, but she's dying. She's got some like disease, so you have to find some kind of a cure. It's the only way that this will all resolve itself. Yep. And who? might be able to find that cure you know a warrior from the plains people who hunt the purple buffalo it's a treyu <laughs> the terrible emo band uh they're not no they got some good songs but anyway so i like them uh so they uh a treyu shows up and they're like whoa who's who's this kid and i was like oh no 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 kids here no no kids and he's like no you you told me to come here. It's like, no, well, we're looking for a Treyu. It's like, I am a Treyu. It's like, no, not a Treyu, the boy. A Treyu, <laughs> the, the warrior. Atreyu. It's like, I am the only Atreyu in the Plains people. But I'll happily go back and hunt the purple buffalo. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. uh, so, so amazing, oh, all these lines. That was a great line. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Uh, they uh, for like some the purple potatoes of Earth. I've never understood this scene. <laughs> it's the only thing that doesn't make sense. And granted, he doesn't really use weapons until he sees Gamork again towards the end of the movie. But they say they tell him, "Well, if you're gonna go, you can't bring your you weapons. You have to leave your weapons." Yeah. Like why? <laughs> <laughs> that seems like the exact thing I would want to bring. <laughs> Wait a minute! I have to find a cure. There's a nothing going around. Probably a little bit of chaos going out there. Why can't I bring my weapons again? <laughs> well, anyways, so. He leaves his weapons, and he starts making his way to find some kind of a cure. About a week later, it's him and his horse, uh, Artax, and basically what ends up happening is they, uh, 
I'm not going to get to the problems of sadness yet. I have to get to the <laughs> lunch first. Every time they mention the word our tax, it just made me think of spin tax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty good too. Um, but yeah, so they, uh, our tax and Atreyu stop to have lunch where Bastion also takes it upon himself to also grab a bite of <laughs> bite to eat. So he goes into his backpack, grabs a little sandwich, eats half of it. <laughs> and then he looks down and he says, not too much. <laughs> Still, Apparently he's gonna be there for days reading this fucking book not too much uh, i remember watching this movie i have to go to the bathroom but not too much <laughs> i'm gonna cut it off after one poop one turtling i watched this movie with Lacroix uh when i was playing army i don't remember what year it was in um but every time Lacroix like would eat lunch he started saying this all the time he's like not too much <laughs> <laughs> it was funny it's hilarious we always make fun of the unicorn thing too because we couldn't stop laughing we would just pee our pants um uh but anyways so they they take off and they start making their ways through the uh swamp of sadness uh as they're making yeah. their way through the swamp of sadness basically what the swamp basically does i've said basically enough we learned from podcast. labyrinth never go into a swamp it's always bad <laughs> what was that princess true. bride like uh, every swamp both. you go in yeah, well, it's the, never good. Labyrinth was the bog of eternal stench, and then the other one yep. was the fire swamp. Which I'm learning right <laughs> now that it, it cannot become my favorite movie unless there's a swamp or bog in it. Oh, um, yep. Except Gollum, for games have to have golems, movies have to have, have swamps. swamps or bogs. Um, <laughs> except for little monsters, no swamps or bogs in that one. That makes me sad, and that's like my Aww. favorite movie ever. But that's okay. We're learning today. <laughs> Maybe someone's mind got boggled. Oh. That's bad. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, if you go into the swamps of sadness and you are sad, uh, the swamp will actually start to swallow you whole. Uh, and Atreyu's got pretty high spirits. He's just kind of making his way through there until Artax stops. And he's trying to pull Artax out. And then apparently somehow Artax got sad. And he starts. He starts. <laughs> How does a horse just get sudden depression? <laughs> it's that he's sick of trudging through this damn swamp um there's no hay god damn it i'm sad now um but yeah so unfortunately artax dies this is like one of those soul-crushing scenes when you're a child you're just like no he shared some of his food with that horse <laughs> That's the thing. I'd always heard about this scene. I expected it to come much later in the movie. This horse has been in one fucking scene (laughs) for about three seconds. I think what the scene does is anyone supposed to be invested in this horse. It's just such a weird scene, I think, is why people probably bring it up the most, because he's like really yanking on the reins. The horse ain't moving nowhere. And he just continuously sinks. I don't know how they did the shot, to be honest with you. That is true. I don't know how they did it, because this horse indeed does sink up to its neck. and then. At some point, the camera cuts off, and then he—you just see a little bit of hair, and then uh, it kind of like fades into like now just a tray you just completely like downtrodden. Um, I think they actually drowned that horse, <laughs> <laughs> which is why it's such an epic scene. Um, so yeah. Uh, Artex dies now. Atreyu's got to find some kind of a cure, where he finds Shell Mountain. This scene is also quite hysterical. So, 
um, he makes his way to Shell Mountain, finds out that Shell starts to move and tumble and crumble, and then he realizes it's a giant turtle. But before he does that, hold on now. He gets onto a tree, climbs up the tree, and then the turtle pops its head out, and then Bastion yells like a bitch. So loud, <laughs> he yells. Yeah, he does. And then, and then he... Uh, Who gets scared at a buck? I don't know, but this kid was terrified. <laughs> just straight terrified. Um, but then we find out that Atreyu and this turtle heard him. As he's reading the book, you can see Atreyu and the turtle just kind of like looking around because you can hear him in the world. And they're just like, what the what kind of scream was that? Who did that picture scream? I just need to know. Um, so, uh, yeah, basically what ends up happening then is he talks to the turtle, which I cannot remember the name of the turtle. Oh, I don't um, remember. Shit. I know they said it a couple of times. Like, it was an important thing. He was looking for the ancient one or something like, like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, who cares? But anyway, the, the turtle tells him, you need to make your way to the Southern Oracle, which is 10,000 miles away. Atreyu, now even more sad, <laughs> is just like, fuck this. The turtle also keeps... without a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go that far with a horse. Um, so <laughs> the turtle keeps sneezing him off the tree. I only say that part because that part's kind of humorous. Just keeps getting sneezed off the tree because the turtle's allergic to him. <laughs> Anyways, he makes his way continuously through this swamp of sadness where he is now just kind of falling into the swamp. At the same at the same time, we also learn that there's this crazy black wolf on his ass uh, trying to kill Atreyu. So we see this scene. It's oh, pretty yeah. intense. It's pretty intense. <laughs> he's slowly yeah. sinking down. This is some great cross-cutting right here. Yep, he's slowly sinking down. Gamork, the black wolf, is now just fucking hauling ass. He sees yep. Atreyu. He's about to fucking n- just gnarl on him. They basically keep cutting to the same shots of this fucking wolf going nuts. <laughs> and he's almost there. And then, as if maybe it was Atreyu's lucky day, oh. a luck dragon named Falcor he- pulls him from the swamp. And flies away for how long i'm not entirely sure maybe he just got lucky and found out that that the direction he was going was also the southern oracle i know that uh obviously apparently atreyu talks in his sleep apparently he also says his <laughs> name in his sleep as if he's a rapper uh singing one of his own songs but uh then we have him uh basically stopped on this like weird hilltop slash mountaintop with Falcor and the two of them are just kind of chatting along. I do like the, I love how Falcor looks in this and maybe it's cliche now to see like giant long things like this or whatever. But back then I just remember <laughs> they're called wieners, <laughs> <laughs> but man, does Falcor just look so cool. Um, yeah, old, he does look pretty cool. He's got the scales, those shimmering scales that are on him too. And he's furry. He kind of just looks like a, like a sickly shaved dog. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's just anorexic, and then they shaved all of his fur off in the middle. <laughs> it looks really weird and freaky, but I liked it. Oh man, I love Falcor. He's so cool. He's voiced by some popular voice actor too. I can't remember who it is. I know he's done a bunch of huh. like cartoons from like the, those days. I'd have to like look it up. But uh, yeah, so he uh, he saves Atreyu, drops him off where they run into this really old couple who's. Reminds me a lot of like the Billy Crystal, like old couple from. Uh, yes, uh, the I thought Princess that same thing. Yeah, I like the these two are like the Jim Henson's version of that. They're a little bit more. I think the makeup looks better here on these two. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say that. Um, and they're very quirky. Billy Crystal is definitely actually funnier, old people, but... whereas Billy Crystal wasn't yet old, so they'd like really cake on the makeup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, so we see these people. They're much smaller than a Treyu, but they're trying to cook up some medicine and stuff like that to get them back to full health. <laughs> I like that the old man is constantly calling her a wench. I know that. <laughs> I love that. I love all of it. <laughs> Shut up, wench. Um, uh, yeah, that was pretty great. Their chemistry together is actually really great because um, you could even see this just like when she, he starts to get excited about the Southern Oracle and all this stuff. She's just like, all right, all right, we're on to this now. So it's just like, I don't know, I like the chemistry between these two. But basically, we learn that there's a gateway into the Southern Oracle and three trials. And uh, the first one is what? Self-worth? I don't know. Um, That sounds right. Uh, The other two is like uh, yourself, I think, or something. And I don't remember. Self-confidence, maybe. Maybe. The the weird part is, is I wish they did something better with these trials. The first one's great. I love the first one. It's really, really cool. Basically, you have to have self-worth. You need to be confident with yourself. And basically what will happen is you're supposed to walk through this gateway. If you can make it through the gateway then and continue to be confident in yourself, you should be able to confidently, apparently, run... Or jump out of the way of these weird laser beams of these weird uh, sphinxes, maybe? Booby sphinxes? There's boobies in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best part of this movie. I was like, man, back in the 80s, they would actually just show random boobs for no reason. I know, nipples <laughs> were bad. Yeah. Nipples used to like, be a good Nowadays, thing. you would never have that. But back in the 80s, they're like, fuck it. Kids need to see stone boobies because it's accurate. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's basically what Atreyu does. He walks through this, jumps out of the way of laser beams, and he's able to make his way through that first trial. And then he makes his way to the second one. The second trial... <laughs> Which it seems... The first one seemed kind of bullshit, because they just fired the lasers, even though he was pretty confident. So, like, what's the fucking point, then? I think... I think if, <laughs> You're just going to fire the laser anyway? Well, yeah, so if you're confident in yourself, then you're confident that you'll jump out of the way of the lasers, I think is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. The confidence makes you jump better. <laughs> makes me jump better. Anyone would jump. In that not that first night. That first night did not jump and he died. He died real bad. Because he <laughs> had no confidence. Didn't know his own self-worth. <laughs> well, anyways, he makes his way to the second uh, the second trial, which is even weirder. Um, so he has... But the old man is saying that the second... I didn't even tell you about the second trial. He's like, oh, this is the worst one. This is going to be so dangerous. And literally nothing happens. (laughs) Yeah, this one's weird. So basically what ends up happening is he is fighting his way through the snowy, snow, Arctic, whatever, finds a giant mirror. He starts to walk closer to the mirror where he can see himself. And then Bastion starts to fade in. And you can see that he's staring into Bastion. And then he walks through the mirror and that's it. Um, like the old man was saying, oh, you're like a good man usually sees like his evil self in there and shit like that. And he's like building up all these different things you could see. But nope, (laughs) you didn't have to fight like a bad version of himself or anything like that. Nope. Just he sees Bastion. Yep. Scene over. (laughs) Uh, The last and final trial is kind of even worse. It's not even a trial. I don't even think it's just the it's the gate again. But now they're in a blue. Blue. I don't know highlights I don't know um (laughs) but basically now they're blue and he just has a conversation with them saying oh you need to find a human child uh oh no you need to 
get the Empress a new name. And he's like, well, that's easy. I can give the Empress a name. I can give her any name that she wants. And they're like, no, no, it has to come from a human child. He's like, well, where am I supposed to find a human child? And they're like, you need to go beyond the boundaries of Fantasia. And he's like, all right, let's do this. And as they're saying this, they're starting to slowly crumble because the nothing is growing near. And at this point, he just starts screaming for Falcor, on which uh, he starts to take off with Falcor. In love? <laughs> Maybe in love. Yep. But anyways. <laughs> that he does. Yeah, so he starts taking off. And they're trying to find the boundaries of uh, Fantasia. And, uh, and then the the storm happens. This, there's a crazy storm in which Atreyu is knocked off of Falcor, And it's the big old awesome scene where they're just calling out for each other. Atreyu! <laughs> Falcor! Atreyu! <laughs> it's so good. I love this scene. It's so amazing. Um, I will say by this point, it's definitely very clear that uh, Treyu is a little whiny bitch, <laughs> and I don't. I did not appreciate his acting in this movie. How dare uh, it you? Got worse as it went along. <laughs> how dare it was you? Pretty awful. I was thinking of that basically in uh, Thumb Wars the whole time, where he's just like, "What a whiner that kid is." That's how I felt about Atreyu this whole movie. Damn. Yeah. Like he comes in all confident, and that was good, but. By the rest of the movie, he just starts screaming at a certain point. I don't think he says any line where he's not screaming for some reason. He was a terrible actor. How dare you? Noah Hathaway is an amazing actor. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to his uh, big scene later on. Oh, boy. <laughs> what, with Gamork? With the Empress. Oh, yeah, that scene's pretty intense. So uh, eventually he ends up finding uh, where the nothing's just like just taking everything away. He ends up finding yep. Gamork and Gamork is that big black wolf. And he's like, oh, I'm going to eat you now. How does it feel for for you to be my last meal? Blah, blah, blah. And Atreyu's like, well, I'm not going to go down without a fight and all this other shit. And uh, but he Gam- says it like this. I'm not going to go down. He does not say it like that. Everybody, yes. no, he does not say it like that. He eventually goes says it like that, but not this, not yet. Who are you? <laughs> Calm it down, kid. <laughs> so he says it with a lot of confidence. I'm not going down without a fight. And Gamork eventually gets to a point to where he starts talking about like how he is trying to help the nothing, and he says, if I can help the nothing, and if there is nothing, that means I'm in control. And with control, I will have power. And he says it all crazy. Um, he's the like, old power trip. And I was trying to stop the one thing that could stop the nothing, but I lost him in the swamps of sadness. His name was Atreyu. <laughs> <laughs> He says it like that. <laughs> the line was so good, it almost killed you. I know. That's exactly how it says it. I've never really got to replay the movies from word to word. But anyways, uh, he he basically tells Atreyu that that was him. And Atreyu was like, well, if I'm going to die and you're going to die, then you should know that I'm Atreyu. And then the Gamork <laughs> is just like, okay. Rah! And then Atreyu kills him right away. Um, immediately right away, just stabs him. Yep. <laughs> oh, finally he did something. Yeah, eventually. What Fal- did he stab him with? Where did he get his weapons from? No, it was a stone that was on the ground. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. he he gets knocked down on the ground because the whole the nothing's growing close, so he just gets knocked down. Um. Anyway, so Falcor shows up. They start flying through the sky. There's literally nothing left at this point. There's basically just fragments of what Fantasia was or used to be, just floating around and 
Uh, Atreyu says, do you think the ivory tower's still there? And they're like, well, Valcor says, well, there's only one way. I hope so. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, let's let the Orin guide us. And then they let the Orin guide him. <laughs> and about, about six seconds later, <laughs> um, they find the ivory tower where Atreyu now confronts the Empress, basically explaining, hey, what can I do? I th- I'm sorry I failed you. And he's like, you haven't failed me. You've already brought the Earthling child. He's like, no, there's nobody else here. He's like, no, I already know. He just needs to give me a new name. And basically... <laughs> She already knew what was going to cure her, but in order for that to even happen, it had to come from Bastion. Bastion would never have known that he was part of this if he didn't follow through the footsteps of Atreyu through this whole journey. So Bastion mm-hmm. now knows that he's probably a part of this, but he can't believe it. He doesn't understand it all the way. There's even times where it keeps panning back to Bastion. It's like, there's no way. It can't be about me. There's no way it could be about me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, God, I love Bastion in this movie. He's so great. Um, uh, he's definitely better than Atreyu. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, this scene with the Empress especially was just like, the Empress is very calm and controlled. She's just, she always talks like this. Yeah. And then you got Atreyu just be like, ah, but he's gonna get it. Ah. He doesn't do any of that. So, <laughs> um, so the Empress, uh, he, uh, well, uh, it seems like Atreyu's knocked unconscious at some point, and the Empress is talking straight at the camera, basically at Bastion, saying, I need you to call my name. And he's like, <laughs> okay, I'll do it. And then he goes outside, opens up the windows where it's pouring rain and storming, and he says, My house! <laughs> at that point, everything turns black. And there is just a small glowing piece of sand that resides in his hand. The Empress explains that this is it resides in his vagina, in his <laughs> vagina, where he has scenarios for the rest of his life for waiting so damn long. So didn't he say that he was going to name the thing after his mom, the yeah. Empress? And then he just says like Moonchild or something. I don't think his mom's no. name was Moonchild. No, so they don't. They never say the mom's name. And I looked this up a million kajillion times. And every time I look it up, it's the same damn thing. It's supposed to be inaudible to make it seem like it could be anybody's mother or some shit like oh. that. It's not supposed to like be. A, I know. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather they pick anything. anything. My mom's alive. <laughs> I don't want it to be my mother. <laughs> uh, uh, Kimberly. Um, yeah. So it's supposed to be under interpretation, whatever you think. It sounded like it's the Empress's name. Um, I have no idea what actual words Bastion says, though. No idea. Um, It's supposed to be inaudible. Anyways, the Empress says you can make wishes to bring back Fantasia however you'd like. And Bastion gets all giddy. And he makes his first wish. (laughs) I know what my first wish is going to be, Empress. Obviously to bring his mother back to life, right? No, it's the ride upon Falcor's back. <laughs> That's priorities. Yeah! <laughs> Bastion during the scene is so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it makes you feel gross about yourself and yet still jealous of this kid. <laughs> it's the only time in movie history where I've felt both of those things, both those emotions at the same time. 
<laughs> oh, gross. So, now, you've gross. seen the other Never Ending Story movies. So is this all real? Was he actually riding around on a dragon? No, okay. No, even though he chases bullies. <laughs> Very no. unclear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, they sure made happens. it seem like it was. And the but... worst part about the other movies is uh, the actor who plays the dad is completely different. The actor who plays Bastion is completely different. And every damn movie, <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. Completely different actors every time. So you can never stay attached yeah. to any of his characters. I didn't really like the second one very much. The third one's complete trash, but I didn't really like the second <laughs> one. This one just captures everything that I needed to capture, I think. I didn't need anything else. This it was a beautiful story all the way through. Does it still have like a Treyu and stuff in the other one, or is it like? Yeah, it's a completely different actor as well. But okay. yeah, a Treyu. It's not, now that he knows that they're the same person, it's not like oh, now he's just Bastion. Right. Yeah. So now a Treyu actually knows who Bastion is in the second one. I don't know oh, if a Treyu's in the third one. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you, but I know. <laughs> I know for a fact he's in the second one. Um, the second one's mainly about how. There's some evil. Oh man, what was it called? Because this one's called the Nothing, the Empty, I believe. <laughs> oh jeez, they couldn't come up with an actual villain, so we're just like, let's do the same thing again. Well, there's an actual villain in this one, and she keeps actually taking Bastion's memories away, so he can make wishes just like he did to create Fantasia. But now he's somehow controlled under this weird machine that every single time now that he makes a wish, he's losing memories of his actual self because he now he's in Fantasia. So oh. it's, it's weird. I didn't like, I didn't like all that. It's just a weird movie. Yeah. That sounds weird. <laughs> Call my <Huh>. name. <laughs> so I don't understand exactly what the message is. Uh, I the guess message is continue to get bullied because none of this was real. <laughs> no, no, no. The message is that you don't have to always be grounded. You can keep your head in the clouds. You don't have to be grounded unless you're bad. Unless you're a bad, bad. <laughs> this guy is definitely going to be grounded after staying up in some school attic all night. <laughs> this is true. He's going to get a world of hurt when he gets home. Until Falcor starts to blow his fire on his father. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like your father may have been unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> all right but yeah that's the movie never ending story uh it sounds like you at least liked it for the most part a seven's pretty good it is very 80s but like i said a lot of the practical effects are amazing in this movie and yeah some of the acting is not that great but oh man yeah, that's what so sells it i think is the the creature effects and all that kind of stuff because if you look at it the story of the the quest oh i love it was not very good <laughs> oh i love it i just wish the trials were better but i thought the whole idea of the quest was good yeah the idea is good but the execution like what actually happens a lot not a lot of things <laughs> he just kind of skips over a lot of the the questing part by having falcor take him and him being unconscious uh he goes through some gates that really aren't that eventful um he i guess the stab in the dog that was cool but then that's about it. Like, there's not a whole lot of adversity or anything on this adventure. That's true. Not a whole lot of, you know, different it's not things. It's like Curse happen. of the Hammer. You have to raid a homeless village. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need a couple more, like, set pieces where you're just like, this happens, and then this happens, and then this leads to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Overall, I think it's good. Uh, I just really like it. It's a fun I one. can see that. 
Yeah, problem. I'm sure if I had like saw it when I was a kid, I would definitely like it. Probably not as much as a movie like Little Monsters, because at least that has jokes that, you know, you appreciate as an adult. Yeah, there are no <laughs> jokes in this movie, I think. Yeah, it's basically just yeah. a serious kids romp. Kid <laughs> romp. Yeah, no, there's kids just bashing in Atreyu. But yeah. Not too much. That's the biggest joke in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> there are unicorns, Dad. <laughs> unicorns. What? <laughs> Oh God! Um, yeah. So, never any story. There it is. I recommend it for everybody to go see it. Yeah, done everyone. It. <laughs> I have. It's to... worth it for the song alone, even though you can listen to that without anyway. watching the movie. But still. Um. So I have to tell you this. This is a pretty intense story. Went to a baseball game yesterday to the Mariners. Uh, they were playing Ooh. the Angels. The reason we went now, I, I'm not. I mean, I like going to games. I'm fine with going to games. I get to eat some food. I like watching it, and that's fun. I'd rather go to a game than watch a game on TV, I guess. Oh, for sure. Um, but so we went, uh, Carol and I. Carol, I wouldn't say is a huge fan, but because she's local, she's always been uh, a big fan of Mariners and certain players on the Mariners, and her dad's an even bigger fan. Well, there's some guy named Edgar Martinez, which I'm sure everybody who listens to this is a big fan of Edgar Martinez. <laughs> Um, apparently he's a really big name in the Mariners, uh, and they did a Funko pop of him. And the first 20,000 people who walked into this place yesterday, got a Funko pop of Edgar Martinez. Well, out of those 20,000, there was a thousand of these throwback Edgar Martinez pops that were slightly rarer, of course. Um, and then out of those, out of all 20,000 of those, there were 11 of these bronze ones. All right. Oh, so the way that they dished all this stuff out is basically they dished out the throwbacks and the regular ones at the gate. As soon as you walked in, you got one. They wouldn't give anybody the gold or the bronze ones yet. Once you got into the stadium, once the game started, then what would happen is it would uh, do basically a randomizer. All right. It would call it the seat, then the, the row and then the section you were in. And then if you oh, met nice. all those seats and all that stuff, you basically got yourself a bronze doodly guy. Well, we were hoping for one, not knowing. We were just like, oh, that'd be cool to get one. We didn't know sure. the value of this thing. We were just like, oh, that'd be cool to get one. Well, the guy, there was a guy in the section next to us whose number came up. He was maybe five rows in front of us or whatnot, and then just to the right of us. So his name gets called, and out of nowhere, some random dude with a Funko t-shirt comes on, and he's holding one of these bronze ones. I was like, oh, man, I think that's him. Oh. I think that's the guy. And uh, he's t- sitting in this row just talking and blah, 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 blah. And then for whatever reason, an, an official guy, somebody from the stadium has another one and he's bringing it down to give to the actual guy who won. So I was like, well, who okay. the hell is this guy in a green shirt? So then uh, when the, the official dude leaves, there's like a group of people like talking to these guys. Now, I thought they were just like, oh, looking at the, the bronze dude, whatever. Uh, like, oh, this is cool, you know, it's rare, blah, 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 super rare, cool, cool, cool. And then both of them get up with the crowd of people and leave, and they, they go behind us. There's a dude <laughs> in front of us, in, in the row in front of us, he's like, oh, I'm going to go see what's going on, and then he goes. I was like, what the fuck is that all, what is going on? So yeah. we just sit there, and the guy who won in the section next to us, he comes back, he's got his Funko Pop in hand, and he goes back. Then the guy in the green shirt, I see him because I turned around to see if he was coming back and he has a huge wad of cash. I was like, oh, what the fuck? So then the guy who was in front of us, 
who wanted to see what was going on. He comes back and he's like, dude, you won't believe that dude in the green shirt just got $5,000 cash <laughs> for that bronze one. I was like, what the fuck? Holy so Carol shit. and I are like, what the fuck? So uh, the guy who sat down in front of us explained to the dude who one next to us in the section next to us explained to the dude apparently because i ken griffey jr had a one of these events i guess not too long ago like last year or something like that when he was indicted into the hall of fame oh, and okay the bronze version of that is going for between 10 to twelve thousand dollars so he explains to the dude who won next to us don't sell it for five thousand you can get double that <laughs> so the guy just walks back to the seat i guess and just holds on to it and online today there's already two of those 11 that showed up in mm-hmm. that game. And one of them's going for 10,000 and the other one's starting at a starting bid of 1500. Holy shit. 1500. That's a big drop off from 10,000. Oh, it's a starting bid. Guarantee you that's going to go up. Jeez. Edgar Martinez. Let's see. Wow. I mean, I would think if he's like a modern guy, I would think that would fetch less than Ken Griffey Jr. Who everybody knows. Like a classic guy. Apparently, oh, wow. Edgar Martinez is a a classic guy. I've just never heard of him. Apparently, he was huge. Like this is a, like fiftieth anniversary. Apparently, oh okay. And he just I got inducted. Like a in. Player? No, no, no. <laughs> he, he just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Oh, today actually. Um. So he's like a huge name player. I, I just don't pay enough to baseball yeah, to wow. know it. I mean, I know Ken Griffey Jr., but for some reason, I never heard of Ar- Edgar Martinez. That's so much for one Funko. Oh, I know. It's nuts that someone is willing to pay that. <laughs> Those people who have uh, the, uh, what's it called? The fuck, uh, the throwback ones. Those are going for, at the very least, 250 bucks. Damn. You guys just got regular ones? Yeah, we just got regular ones. The regular ones are Damn. going for like $24 to 30 bucks, but I, I didn't care. I just gave Carol mine. I was like, I don't really want this. I don't <laughs> <laughs> give it to your dad. He would give it a lot more enjoyment than I ever will. <laughs> it's true you won't fit in with the rest of your people <laughs> no not at all um but yeah <laughs> you guys want to play stickball oh and then there was uh there was a foul ball that was hit we were right behind uh home plate yesterday so like oh, there, nice and there was not even a single foul ball minus one that came our way and the one that did come like rocketed towards us the guy there's like an older <laughs> gentleman literally the, the seat in front of me he goes to catch it like, I've got my hands out, but I see his hand there, so now I'm like, oh, shit, I'm, not, I'm getting it out of the way. So it hits his hand. It smashes two of his fingers. The ball hits the ground, bounces up, and hits the kid behind me square in the face. <laughs> and then the ball goes flying off to the left, and the kid's now bleeding from his nose and his lip. And some weird Holy guy, shit. like, shows up, and he's like, hey, are you going to be okay? This kid didn't shed a single tear, dude. He was like maybe 12 or 13 years old, and he just smiled like the, the whole time. Trey, you. I know. <laughs> this kid was just so cool and calm, and I was just like, yeah, this kid's badass. Damn. How did the ball come with that much force that after hitting a guy's hand and then falling forward, it still hit with that oh, kind of power? The guy, when it hit the dude's hand, I'm pretty sure it only hit his two fingers because like his fingers were hurting after that. So, like, this ball just rockets to the ground. I, like, back away because... I didn't know where it was going to go, and I lost it after it hit the dude's fingers. And then it pops up behind me. It hits the kid in the face, and then I, as I turn my head, I see it finally go to the left. And I turn around, and the kid's face is all red like his mouth or whatnot. I was like, oh, damn, that was crazy. Damn. 
Um, that's awesome. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> it's pretty sweet indeed. Um, but yeah, that was my fun for yesterday. Good How old. is the uh, the ballpark there? It's is all right. It cool? I've been there one other time. Uh, it's all right. I mean, it's a ballpark. Yeah. Um, the Mariners aren't that great, so they lost yesterday <laughs> anyway. So who gives a shit? The best part of those is usually the races on the jumbotron. Anyway. Yeah, we did those. <laughs> yeah, there's the a couple part. cool ones. There's like one that has like Tapper, like uh, the cups and balls, where you're just trying to pay attention to where the the ball is underneath the hat or whatever. There's oh, some cool yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. We definitely had fun. We had a few drinks. I had a sausage, and she had uh, a pretzel, and we got these garlic fries. So mm. it was a lot of good food, at least. Very expensive. Yeah, that's awesome. That's always fun. But <laughs> oh, I know. I was fine because she paid a, a pretty penny for the tickets, and she bought all the tickets. I was like, all right, if you're buying tickets, I'll, I'll buy the food. And sure. that's what I did. So it doesn't even pay off. But it was a lot of fun, though. I had a lot of a lot of good times. That's awesome. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess our next order of business is to talk a little bit offspring. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> we're going to come up with our ultimate offspring playlist here, which was so goddamn hard already. And I can only imagine how much harder it will be before we are completely done. <laughs> yep. Or maybe not. We'll see. Um, so I sent you my list, uh, my top 15 and then kind of my uh, other five. So for a total of top 20, um, and you also did the same. And then you also sent me three uh, runners up, <laughs> like second runners up. And I sent you my three second runners up too, just for the hell of it. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk about this. We've got some, we'll start off with the first group. These were all ones that basically we both had somewhere in our top 15. So those are pretty much automatically in because obviously we, we both put them very high on our lists. Mm -hmm. So we've got eight of those. We've got all I want. Come out and play. Denial revisited. Living in chaos. Spare me the details. Want you bad. Why don't you get a job? And the kids aren't all right. That is correct. Yes. A lot of Americana and a lot of uh, <laughs> conspiracy. conspiracy <of> <laughs> <laughs> so those are our first eight. Those are definitely, definitely in. Yes. Um, I've got a next group. These are kind of ones that either me or you had in our top 15 and the other person had somewhere in their top 20. So they were in like those kind of five runners up in the 15 <clears> to 20 range. These I'm going to say are probably pretty much in <laughs> unless we can come up with a good reason not to. Um, got four of these. We got special delivery. Have you ever? And you're going to go far, kid. And bad habit. Stupid, dumb shit. Goddamn motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> that song has to go in there just for the coolness of. I'm telling you, when you have, when you finally see them live someday, that's one of the greatest moments in every concert is when they get to that part. You've never seen a more exciting moment in your life. <laughs> I haven't, not yet, and I hope to God. Dexter one day like I really will. builds up for it now. He like plays with the audience and just kind of like makes you wait for it. It's so good. <laughs> It's like they build the whole thing just towards it. <laughs> Big old swear word sentence. <laughs> so we got those four. Those are pretty much in. Uh, so we're up to a total of 12 songs uh, out of 20. That leaves us eight spaces left. 
uh, for which we can kind of decide here which ones we want to put in. Uh, I've got my eight that I suggested. Uh, you've got your eight that you suggested. All right, you go over your eight and I'll go over mine. Okay. Uh, mine, I've got cool to hate, self-esteem, can't get my head around you, burn it up. Which I was shocked beheaded. that you put a second CD song in here. That's that's definitely my favorite one off that second CD. I love that song. Uh, beheaded. Stuff is messed up. Which should be shit is fucked up, but yeah, whatever. That's why that one's not going to make the list. <laughs> yeah. I'm honestly, I, yeah, I've got issues with that as well. Uh, never going to find me. And staring at the sun. Never going to find me. Never but way down deep inside, there is a real me. Such a good song. I was going to find and this is who you'll be. That's such a good song. Yeah. Oh. All, All right. right. Let's so I got Million Miles Away, Fix You, Lightning Rod, Defy You, Damn It, I Changed Again, Coming For You. <laughs> a lot of yous in here. She's got yeah. issues. <laughs> and Long Way Home. She's got issues to you. <laughs> <laughs> and they're you. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so uh, how do we finger this first, pony? We'll kind of we'll we'll negotiate. Uh, I've got I've got a proposal here. There <sighs> is uh, something that happened on both of our lists, where I had a song in my top twenty that you had in your second runners up, and same thing with you, where you had a song on your top twenty that I had on my second runners up. So I had cool to hate. You had Million Miles Away. Mm-hmm. So I propose that we put both of them on here. Yep. I'm good with that. <laughs> cool to hate. It's a All great right. song. Fair enough. I love that song. It just gets better and better. <laughs> it's cool to hate. He hates a lot of things. He hates a lot of people that are lame. That's <laughs> <laughs> that whole part of the so fuck video. You. Yeah, I know. Where Noodles is it like a fucking poem. So good. I love that part. It's so funny. <laughs> it's cool to hate. Uh-huh. Hey. <laughs> All right. Do you have any proposals you would like to make? I have another one, but. Hmm. We've got six spots left, huh? Yep. Six spotterinos. Let's do this. We both have some splinter songs on here, but yep. there's one that I like on yours and there's one that I like on mine. Never gonna find me. Mm-hmm. For my lightning rod. Yes, I like this. This is actually my next proposal because these songs are right next to each other on that album. Yep, and they kind of bleed into each other. Yep, like it's one of those things where they're like a package deal. So it makes a lot of sense to me to have them both and keep them next to each other. <laughs> God, I love lightning rod. I am a lightning rod. Me I like never gonna find me better, but I love that intro to lightning rod. Oh, and I man. do love Lightning Rod as well. I like, love to me. Never gonna find me is like more catchy um, and just kind of a straightforward, just rocking song. Whereas Lightning Rod's good, uh, and How dare I like you. the intro a lot. How dare but you? It's not as catchy. It's like the special like not, delivery of Splinter when he screams, hmm. "I am a Lightning Rod!" I'm like I love that part. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's good. Uh, not against it. 
It's probably because you're an electric type. I am. <laughs> I am an electric type. <laughs> That's why you hit burn it up on your dumb list. <laughs> probably. Burn it up is good. Man, I really, man, Crossroads from the first uh, CD was on my list. And then I was like, no, I'm going to put it on my runners up. And I was like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to keep it on my list. And then it bounced back to that. And then I think it bounced back to my like second runners up, which made me very sad. <laughs> and I love Crossroads a lot. That's such a good song. Uh, the guitar right. in it is what makes that song amazing. I mean, comp- uh, compared to most of the songs on the first album, it's it's a masterpiece. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> Jennifer uh, lost the war today. I find a burned and raped. <laughs> That's a good song, too. <laughs> The song's got much more upbeat after that album, for sure. <laughs> Less raping and beheading. <laughs> All right, uh, let's, next up, let's do, why don't we do, pick a song off of my list that you're just like, no fucking way. <laughs> Self-esteem. Really? Yep. Wow. I know. You hate self-esteem? That, that's the shocker that has been heard around the world. Offspring yeah. is my all-time favorite song or band, and their most popular song ever <laughs> is "Self-Esteem," which is great. It's a good song, mm-hmm. but oh my god, I hate the fact that that's the song that they're known for. One, ah, it's a I mean, fun, it's one it's a of good the ones song. that they're mainly known for. Oh, it's, man. I, I wouldn't put it ahead of "Come Out and Play." Here I think it, people know that one. Here more. it absolutely is. They overplay the unholy shit out of "Self-Esteem." Oh. Every time I hear, yeah, 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 I was like, oh my God, I fucking, I can't do this again. I cannot do it anymore. (laughs) Wow. I've got so many good memories with that song. I mean, that and come out and play were the songs that originally got me into offspring to begin with. Um, We had a kid like in, uh, in my uh, senior luncheon. That was like a song that this kid played at our senior luncheon in high school. And like, he was just basically him and the whole like audience was singing along and shit. So like, there's so many memories of wrapped up in that song, but I guess, I guess I can see where you're coming from and I don't necessarily need to have it on here. Which is sad because it absolutely should technically be on the top 15 without saying anything else but this yeah. this list is so hard and like i said and like i was telling you the other day this is my top 15 that i absolutely love I and even then it's still it's fluid because list. it just it depends on what i'm feeling or how i'm feeling or what song i need that day but yep i mean boy oh boy some of these songs just they they tickle they tickle me <laughs> yep i definitely agree with that uh all right um i'm gonna say uh from your list hell no to coming for you. <laughs> oh. That song has not stuck with me very well at all. Um, I like the video. I didn't more. hate it when it came out, but it's now that I listened to it, I, I haven't really gone back to it that much. And I can tell why, because it's very like cheesy. It's a pretty corny ass chorus. <laughs> the weird Donkey Kong reference. Yeah. that doesn't really make sense. And uh, I like the video, but yes. the song itself, I'm not the hugest fan of. Honestly, I, I could definitely, I can agree with you on that. I think the video is what always draws me back into that song. I don't think I've really ever listened to that song without watching the video, but the video is just so much fun <laughs> watching clowns just beat the shit out of each other. Yep. It's an amazing video for sure. I just wish the song kind of lived up to it. I'm so coming for you. <laughs> It even sounds like, especially that chorus, kind of sounds like like Dexter's phoning it in a little bit. 
like he's not as excited as he normally is. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Break down, break down, here he Let's see. We want to do another round of that cross off. Yeah, I do, but I'm really scared that you're going to get to the one because there's one that I absolutely <laughs> do want to put on the fucking list. Okay. Well, I mean, if if we get to those ones, then uh, then I gotta, we just got to put up a good we'll, fight. We, we'll table it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We don't have to cross it off. I will say stuff is messed up needs to come off your list. Yeah. I can see that. I do really like that song, but even I think there are parts of that song that are not perfect. Um, like the please leave a message on my cell phone thing always sounded weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do really like, obviously, the middle part where he's just reading stuff real fast. That's cool. <laughs> like that shit's impressive. Um, but there certainly are parts of that song that I can't totally get behind. <laughs> my jeans. My jeans. My jeans. <laughs> 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 this is a good song though I do like it. that would make that song even better <laughs> oh, I really God. hate wearing skinny jeans la, 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 la. skinny jeans jeans but I like unicorns <laughs> all comes back to those unicorns alright which one are you pulling off my list alright uh, I'm gonna say to me one of the most uh unmemorable in a way or most forgettable i would say offspring hits is uh she's got issues it's got zoe deschanel in there I know, again the video i understand zoe deschanel's in the video which makes that <laughs> good but we're just talking about the song here <laughs> God damn it, kevin you're killing me you're killing me <laughs> yeah no she's got issues is another one that i could probably pull off this list um i do like that song a lot though that's usually the one that like if I like my playlist that I have on like Spotify is like 500 something songs and like she's got issues. will almost always make it on a random playlist like that. Wow. I just really like that song. She's okay. got issues in our There's parts of it. I definitely like it's pay, not much of a chorus. It's a good song. <laughs> And I don't know if I like emphasize this enough, but that you're beating up for its lunch money. That's how I in there. All right, uh, we'll do this again. Um, All right. Uh, well, we got. Let's see. We each got. So you got a piece left. of paper. I'm using my phone, so I can't like cross off anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I could. We've each got four left, and we've got four slots left. Um. So why don't we propose? Tell me one of your ones on your list that you would like to include. Defy you. Absolutely defy you. Mm. Man, I don't know about that. <laughs> that song needs to make it on the list. That song is so goddamn amazing. What is weird mm. is like I heard somebody like I was doing a delivery or maybe it was an install or something like that. And somebody was just listening to a bunch of random like rock music and defy you came on. I was like, fuck, this song is so good. I forgot how amazing <laughs> the song is. Uh, I... I I don't know. Oh, my <laughs> I don't think it's that good. Oh, I like strength. to hold my whale part. I'm assuming whale means his dick. <laughs> it's just that big. Even though he's saying all my will, but that's fine. Hold my whale is 
appropriate. <laughs> Defy you is That's so like good. That's the best part of that song to me. And then the where it kind of gets back into it and can't go back. Like that part's cool. But the most of the song, I'm not that big a fan of. I mean, it's fine. It's probably in my top 50. <laughs> oh, this song is so good. The guitar is so memorable. It reminds me like of being in that like room in the greenhouse all the time. I just listened mm-hmm. to the bejesus out of this song. <laughs> like I love when noodles comes in. Oh, it's such a good fucking song. I like it so much. I know there's like a couple of them. Like how many songs can we put on? Uh, we got, we got four, four slots left. Okay. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> All right. What? What? Which one are you thinking? Hmm. Um, I was definitely gonna say definitely staring at the sun. Man, you really like that song a lot. I really do. It's really good. <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean, to me, that song's just a fine song. I would oh, rather that out that so CD. It fucking I, rocks. One fine day should have been on my fucking list. That that would go way before staring at the sun. Uh, I would go with one fine day over defy you for sure. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> one fine day. So good. I almost put it on the list. <laughs> like staring at the sun is just a great kick ass song. That's just right off the bat. It's just like, bam, we're fucking rocking this shit out. <laughs> it's a fine song. All right, let's go back to my I like list. the ones that just kind of get right into it and just have you on the drums and just fucking from the get-go or just kind of, you know, barreling on forward. All right, hold on. Let, man, I really don't want... I mean, this list means nothing to me. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to love all these songs no matter what. Um, I know. Uh, why don't we make another compromise here then? I'll give you Staring and- at the Sun then. If you give me Long Way Home. Okay. <laughs> that song is amazing. <laughs> that song is fine. <gasps> um, How dare you? How dare you? That guitar is so great. Amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. What? How do you think that? <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Like it, it kicks your ass right. Hey, we're going down a dusty road. Hey, we got nowhere to go. Hey, no place that we could call it. Oh God, it's such a great song. Oh, even the drums in there. Like there's a drum solo, which is the first time I think I've ever heard a drum solo in an Offspring song. Away, away. Like it's so fucking good. It punches you in the face, and then that guitar when it's just like, I will go alone. I will go and find it on my dun 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 dun. and then it just goes again. It's just a fucking nonstop <laughs> roller coaster of amazement. That song is so great. So how dare you? I definitely. I mean, it's, it's definitely fine. better than Defy You. <laughs> I definitely agree on that one. <laughs> but to me, it was always just kind of a song that it's kind of reminiscent of Conspiracy of One, but probably not as good as any of the songs in Conspiracy of One for me. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a great song. I love that song so hard. Long Way Home it's is one of my favorites. I, I don't Splendor. hate it. It's just never been like top. Is it because it's cool to hate it? Do you think that's why <laughs> you don't like it so much? Because it's cool to hate? Maybe. All right. Well, that was a good trade, I guess. Staring at the sun for Long Way Home. <laughs> 
All right. Um, oh, boy. Let's see. All right. If you had to pick from my songs, which one would you pick? <laughs> I can't get my head around you, burn it up, or beheaded. <clears throat> Probably can't get my head around you. Even though I think Long Way Home yeah. is better than that song as well. <laughs> uh, I would definitely take Can't Get My Head Around You over Long Way Home, but that's just me. It's so catchy. It is just you. <laughs> all right. And then you're probably going to choose my guess, which I would be shocked if you didn't go this route, because I think all I have left is Fix You, Defy You, and Damn It, I Changed Again, which I feel like I know which mm-hmm. one you're going to choose. Oh, man, this is actually a really tough call. But I think I might go Fix You. Oh! I love that song. I do too. It's really good. It didn't quite make my top 20, but I certainly do like it a lot. It would probably be number 20 for me if we're going to do this gigantic boy list. Yeah, I can see that. I really like it's, that uh, a lot. It's definitely good. Um, I listened to it again. I've seen pre- preparation for this list, and she I liked it even more than ever. And <laughs> and grace. Pulling me closer, pushing, pushing away. away. Oh, it's such a good song. I think the lyrics, in it, it's so beautiful. And it's not like Dexter's doing his high-pitched singing. Like the higher, like, he, I wouldn't say it's high-pitched mm-hmm. singing, but he's always yeah, an high octave register, up. Whatever you call it, yeah. He's always an octave up. And it's, it hurts me to sing all of his songs all the time. <laughs> unless, oh, I, I unless I kick it an octave down. But, like... He does not sing Fix You the whole time in that higher octave, um, which I really like. He actually switches gears. Um, and it's just beautifully written. It's such a good song. Um, it is a really good song. I love Damn It, I Changed Again. That's a really, really tough call. Oh, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, Damn but I think it, just I for mixing it up on the list, it's good to have Fix You in there. Yeah, I'm okay with Something that. a little bit different. I'm surprised okay, a million so miles away didn't two. make your damn Fix list. Fix you and it's can't get my head around you. It's literally one of the greatest offspring songs of all time, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't know why I had to waste well, one. So is self-esteem. <laughs> and that one went down the pooper. <laughs> that's true. You got me there. Well, I didn't do that to you. That was the rest of the world. Sorry. <laughs> I'm especially sad that neither of us put Pretty Fly for a white guy on here. I know, dude. I that's, almost that's did. That's a tough beat. And I was like, uh, <laughs> but I like their other songs way better. That's the problem. I know. There's so many good songs. It's that's that's what makes it so hard to choose. Or really shockingly, so original pranksters songs. or original yeah. prankster. I can't believe that wasn't on there. Yeah, that's a great song, too. And hit that. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's not a good song yeah, I almost broke your brain there <laughs> I love that song I listened to that song the other day too and I was like yep this song's great you know what <laughs> did it for me the other day like I almost started bawling my eyes out and it's crazy that this song does it it's goddamn denial of revisited dude every time yeah. it gets to that fucking co- or bridge oh god it's just so heartbreaking it's when he says uh, uh, hold on uh, Oh fuck! Now I can't remember the fucking lyrics. I had them like all memorized. I know as soon as I start singing, I'm gonna sing. I don't believe that it's not over. And she stands softly, tears down, tears her, down face, her face, telling me, "Oh, it's that line right there." I'm trying to find the lyrics. Hold on, I'm just remember I'm trying to remember <laughs> what it is. Uh, so, but she stands softly, tears down her face, 
hitting me. Oh God, this is the end. It's that line right there. It's just, Oh God, it's just so gut wrenching because like you can actually picture what he's saying and almost what he's seeing is like, she's just standing there and she's yeah. got tears running down her face. And at that moment he knows it's over. It's like, Oh God, damn, <laughs> damn you Dexter. You've stolen my heart. I'll never let you go. <laughs> I'm glad that song made it in without any even kind of conversation about it. Cause it's just so good. Oh, I know that song was going <laughs> to, that one just has it. to be in there. Yeah, my, I mean, uh, Conspiracy of One is definitely my favorite album. I'd probably put Splinter next with the very, very close second Americana. I love both of those albums very, very much. Um, yeah, Americana is definitely above Splinter for me, but Splinter yeah, no, is pretty right. high up. I, I think um, that for you, I think what it is is because Splinter hit me during high school, and that's when I listened to the Unholy Bejesus out of it, where like Conspiracy uh-huh. of One and Americana were new for you-ish, during your high school times. And I think that that's where mm-hmm. those hit you the most, but like I can, that I is can... the time I think where you like music more. So, or it means oh, more yeah. to you than <laughs> it does later on. Agreed. Couldn't agree more, but yeah, for sure. That's why splinter hits me. I think harder, even though I wish fucking hit that wasn't on there. <laughs> I wish it was on there four times. <laughs> I don't even know why you would do that. But... <laughs> it's number two, four, six and 12. <laughs> you know, you want to hit that again, this time with an uppercut. I don't want any of that. I hate it. That's so much, but it's got the on there and the prison song. So many great songs. Yeah. When you're prison. Oh, I wish that made the list. I know. And I almost put it on there just for shits and giggles. Number one on the list. When you're in prison, when you're in, when prison. You're in prison, don't turn the other way. Always lay upon your back. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So so good. I love that. The whole CD so good. But all right. Well, that's all that. You got anything else that you'd all like right. to say to the good people of our nation? Um, I don't know. Do we want to try to do an album artwork, or are we at about long enough for uh, this day? If we did album artwork, it would definitely push. Okay, we're over. All we, right, we've only got about like twelve minutes left. Oh, sad day. That's all right. <laughs> album artwork next week, and we'll definitely be going over the next. Uh, list classic of rock classic shit rock. So that'll be very, very exciting. Everybody will be, <laughs> You'll be much excited. less interested in the offspring one. <laughs> yeah, I'm more emotionally uh, engaged with the offspring than I am with shitty classic rock, for sure. Yeah, we'll do more of these at some point. Mm. Maybe we should do Flyleaf next. Oh, are we going to count all of Lacey Sturm's shenanigans? Oh, man, that's going to make it so much harder. <laughs> I don't know if it would, because she's only she does have a couple of good songs on there, but not as many as like Flyleaf would have yeah. on their albums. But like their first Flyleaf album is like so good that it's hard to leave many of the songs off. <laughs> True. That's like most going to be most of the list right there. <laughs> Let's do Flyleaf next. I want to do all it. Right. I love Flyleaf. They're so good. Right. Except for that we'll one guitarist. That in a his face is very, his, fa- his head's like a cube. No one's head should be shaped like a cube, but that guitarist's head is cube shaped. He's like a Minecraft guy. Yeah, he's Steve. <laughs> I need to see that. Oh, I want to yeah. see a cube headed guy. Yeah, just look up early photos of Flyleaf and you'll see cube head, <laughs> cube head guitarist. His head is so goddamn gigantic and it's the shape of a cube <laughs> with long hair. Early cube head. No, not early cube head, early Flyleaf. <laughs> oh, yeah. You look up, you get some weird pictures then if you did early cube heads. Oh, we should also mention uh, while I'm looking this up that there is a new Blink 182 album on the way as of September. I'm not very excited for it. 
<laughs> uh, I could be. I think Blink is just in that stage at this point where it's like, it could be good or it could be bad. Either way, whatever. <laughs> it's funny because I, I, uh, after you sent me that news, uh, I don't remember how or why I decided to, but I start I listened or re-listened to Rebel Girl from Angels and Airwaves, which is their like new single from this year. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is such a good song. I like the song a lot, actually. And I rolled down in the comments, and a lot of people were like, who else came here after hearing Blink's version and then realizing that Tom did a better Blink-182 song than Blink-182? <laughs> <laughs> or after hearing Blink's newest, yeah, after hi- listening to Bl- Blink's newest song. And everybody started talking shit then about Blink's newest song. I was like, oh, I fucking know oh, that, that song. It's just so bad. They've completely <laughs> sold out. It's not a Which good song. Which one? The, the pop one? Or the yeah, one that the was pop like 30 one. seconds long? No, not that one. That one doesn't count as a song. <laughs> it would, you know, that one song, I was, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. That song would be better if they kept all the music, and mm-hmm. I don't even mind the singing, but just make the fucking song longer where Mark could sing <laughs> that as a pre-chorus or a pre-verse or something, and then Matt can start singing as a, a fucking yeah. a, a different part. Don't merge the two together to make a 30-second <laughs> song. What was the point of that? <laughs> Right, elongate it, separate the tracks a little bit. <laughs> right, I don't need to hear it all at once. Just give it to me like a song, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not just like throw up. <laughs> <laughs> you vomited all over me, man. This guy's head really is cube-like. I told you, he looks like a Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. like an emo Frankenstein. Yeah, he's very emo Frankenstein. He looks like some actor, but I can't picture who exactly. His name's Boris Karloff. <laughs> it's pretty accurate (laughs) i can't even argue with that (laughs) no no not at all all righty everybody well this has been another amazing episode from the original janksters tune in next week for our 100th episode yes next week should be our 100th episode where we will talk about our wiener sizes we will do our (laughs) face reveals and we will finally get tattoos of christmas stockings on each other's ankles so if you don't want to miss a thing we should get uh we should get nick back on and we'll flick fast the movie (laughs) click (laughs) and see if it still scars him after all these years oh we should we should totally do that get like a (laughs) a nice little 100th episode with Nick. I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him back. <laughs> we'll do click. Um, yeah, that'd be good. It needs to happen. Uh, we'll see if we can make that happen. I'm sure we could do that. All he needs to do is just have internet and a microphone, and then we'll be good to go. Which apparently you've lost your microphone. It happened so fast. <laughs> oh, no, there you Damn go. It. All right. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, this has been another amazing episode of the Original Janksters. I'm Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. And as always, remember to flip that tip. And then, finger a pony. Bye. <laughs>